month of June 2022 has not been pleasant, politically. Uh, we've lost the Miranda rights. <laughs> we uh, Now, uh, federal funds can go into religious schools that discriminate against the LGBTQ community. And, of course, the latest shenanigans is the Roe v. Wade, where now it is left up to the states. Not only did that happen, but Thomas, that little prick, wrote down that, hey, maybe we should look into these other laws and, and consider reviving those things. Just, ugh. Not only on their message when they said that Roe v. Wade is gone, but they also brought up these other laws that were defended by the Supreme Court in previous times. Now those are at risk. So now, birth control is at risk. All types of birth control is at risk. Gay marriage is at risk. Gay relationships in general is at risk. And worst of all, I mean, these are all bad, but interracial marriage might also be risk might might also be at risk i cannot believe that we're at that point but thomas clarence thomas that uncle ruckus sitting in the supreme court justice and his little crony friends especially those that lied under oath and claimed that roe v wade was going to be the law of the land lied under oath about that they opened the door for all these laws to be potentially removed and these and these rules would be left up to the states which is exactly what the Republican party especially the extreme Republican party has been wanting for decades they fought for decades for this this is not a sudden surprise this is not an unexpected thing this has been in the works forever and now they've opened the door for all these other things that we hold near and dear that we that we were so sure was going to be the law of the land forever now all of this is at risk gay marriage is at risk what on earth did the lgbtq community do to the republican party i don't get it because they are constantly under attack and it's increased tenfold since trump started running for the presidency. It's always been there. I'm not saying it disappeared. But it's it's just so much stronger this hate. Between the between the controversies with the drag shows, between the 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 bathroom just 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 it's just been insane. And what are the centrist democrats doing? <laughs> Nancy Pelosi Write a stupid poem in honor of today's decision. And then like some of the Democrats were singing God Bless America at the Capitol. Are you are you serious? Are you serious? I'm tired of the theatrics that the Democratic Party constantly does. Like this is Nancy Pelosi politics because whenever these theatrics happen, she has to have been involved. When she tore up that paper behind Donald Trump after he made his, you know, I guess the State of the Union speech, those, you know, years ago, she tore it up because, you know, it was, it was all nonsense. It was all nonsense. 
And then when she had, like, the African garb, and then she had everyone, like, put it, you know, do the, the Kaepernick kneel, kneeling. Ugh. So much posturing. So much posing for the cameras. I'm tired of it. And to be honest, the majority of the American people are sick of it. It's disgusting. It is stupid. It does nothing. Stop the theatrics. Are you going to reenact West Side Story when interracial marriage is threatened and removed? Are you guys going to all make out when gay marriage is removed as a sign of solidarity? Like, what are you going to do? I don't want to show. We need results. We need changes. We need dramatic changes. And what makes this all more frustrating is we knew all this was going to happen. And even if the Democratic Party had fumbled everything along the way towards this administration and the eventual removal of all these laws and the threatening of more laws that should be the law of the land, but now they might get, you know, might be eliminated. Women, you may not vote ever again at this point. But in the midst of all this, all right, you guys have fumbled things. All right, so start developing some strategies. Start coming up with some wild and crazy ideas that, you know, that will still fit within the context of the law. But no, you're reading a poem. (sighs) Ah, so stupid. What is that poem going to do, Nancy? What is your singing of God Bless America going to accomplish right now? Everybody's pissed. Women's vaginas are being controlled by the government. Guys, what are you doing? It's insane because for every single one of these like laws that are being threatened, you have progressives that had ideas all along. <laughs> You had Bernie Sanders with this very clever premise in which you rotate the judges because even even if they have lifetime appointments, it doesn't mean they have to be in the Supreme Court. You can rotate them around between the federal, you know, between the federal courts and the Supreme Court judges. There are ideas. There's so many things you can do. You can have abortion clinics on federal land. You just, oh, you could you could have codified Roe v. Wade into law. That's another thing you could have done. You could expand the amount of justices, but Biden doesn't want to do that. You could attach the amount of justices to the amount of U.S. states that exist. You could you could say these are all these ideas that you have to at least publicly say to give people a reason to vote out these maggots that are on the ballot this November. But no, none of this is happening. Instead, Nancy Pelosi is reading a poem. It is so bad. They they twiddle their thumbs. And I'm not saying they have all this power. But what I'm saying is start being creative. Alright? Start coming up with some ideas. Start throwing out some suggestions. Something. Anything. Consider Bernie's idea when he was running in the primaries about the ro- the rotation thing with the judges. Because that's still technically legal. (sighs) Consider that. 
He's just figure it out, guys. Just figure it. Just figure it the hell out, man. Expand voting rights because that's another thing you can do. Because if it's being left up to the states, then what does that mean? It means the states should make sure that it's not illegal in their territory. So what should you do? Expand voting rights. Make it easier for everybody to vote. As as it stands, the United States, the vast majority, supports women's right to choose. This... This Roe v. Wade going down is not a popular thing that's happening. It's not. Nationally, we want women to have the right to choose. But because the minority gets to rule the majority under this broken system, that's why it went down. Interracial marriage, I'm pretty sure, is going to have bipartisan support among all voters. I'm pretty sure that is not a controversial thing to assume. But there's no ideas. There's poem readings. There's Nancy's constant, I can't believe they do that. Yes, Nancy! You've been working with them all century. What did you think was going to happen? Guys, do something. Jesus, do something. Absolutely irritating behavior from this from this group. Just absolutely Oh, just ridiculous. And also the Senate. The Senate's on vacation right now. Just in case you didn't know. They didn't cancel their vacation. They're just going to take some time off and then they'll come back and reconsider what's happening. Abortion's already illegal. Like, it's already officially illegal in multiple states. It's already a thing. There are already clinics shutting down. There's already people scrambling to figure out how they can get to the closest state. And this is already a country in which the middle class and the lower class is running out of money. Just, we are in a dire emergency here. And you're reading a poem. Hot damn, man. Just ridiculous. And... I wonder if in that poem it mentions the part where you were supporting an anti-abortion candidate down in Texas just because he was running against a progressive. You might want to reconsider some things, Nancy. You might want to reconsider some things. Just absolutely ridiculous, man. Just It's so dumb. These people are so stupid. I'm tired of them, honestly. Like, they should all be fired. Just like every politician in Washington, D.C. Like, almost all of them should be fired. 95% of them. Ugh. AOC can stay. Bernie can stay. The squad, you guys are good. But the rest of you Dems, you know, the ones that were singing God Bless America, all of them should be fired. They should all be disbarred. All of them. Nancy, someone take that gavel away from her. She doesn't deserve it anymore. She's always angry, but there's never any any ideas from her. I haven't heard any ideas from her. <clears throat> and I just feel bad for everyone. Of course, especially, you know, I just feel bad for women across the country who just who are just seeing their rights being taken away. From a fringe group of these of these Republicans that have this viewpoint of what America should look like and how America should behave. 
And it does not involve minorities, and it does not involve women being independent. It does not. What is that poem going to do, Nancy? <laughs> what is it going to do? It's just time for ideas. It's time to throw them. It's time to figure some things out. It is time to do things without the Republican Party. It's time for some executive orders. Even if they get shot down, screw it. At least you did something. But part of the reason why these midterms, it's probably going to be a bloodbath, is because everyone's so disillusioned because we're just watching these Democrats just perform theatrics instead of actually saying some things that they are willing to do, you know, even if it's going to infuriate the other side. These people are just, you know, they're trying to, you know, walk around eggshells. They're trying to not, to not stir up problems within the, you know, within the other party. But the other party just does not care about you. And they don't care about women. They don't care about minorities. They only care about themselves. They only care about power. And what do you think is going to happen once they regain that power? Guess what? Abortions will be illegal federally, nationwide. What do you... You think this is over? You think they're done? No! They have... They have grander aspirations... These people don't get... The grift has to continue. And they're not going to stop. They, they're going to keep collecting them checks from them scared, rich, white people. And they're going to keep making up stories. That's why that... That's why the... the that's why the... The controversies involving the drag shows was a thing. Because they, they had to strum up these, like, angry... You know, these angry mobs on the internet. That is how they make their money. That's how they keep their power. The strategy is clear as day. And you're reading a poem. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, everything that has to be said about why today was a very bad day and why, you know, banning abortions a horrible idea has already been said. So my point in this little tirade is just like, is just stop the theatrics, Nancy. Stop with the, stop with this, I am shocked and appalled behavior. Just stop. You knew this was going to happen. We all saw it coming. We know, we knew the ending to this movie. But the problem isn't the end. It, it's not even just that we knew the ending. We know that there's going to be a sequel. <laughs> so get to work. Figure this out. We voted you in there because we trusted you guys to be politically savvy enough to be able to solve the problems that are currently facing this country. That is what you're there for. So please get to work. Please. Start setting up term limits. Abolish the court. Start impeaching some of these justices. You have to do something. But reading a poem and singing in front of the crowd that the only reason the crowd hasn't marched even closer towards the Capitol is because there's snipers on the roof? It's not enough. It's not good enough. It's theatrical. It's tiring. I'm very much looking forward to the reenactment of West Side Story in the White House once interracial marriage is banned all over the South. Looking forward to it. Good job, guys. Good job. I wonder who's going to play Maria. I'm 
I'm not even going to tell anybody to vote. Y'all already know what's at stake at this point. But what I am saying is these politicians that won their elections have to prove that they're worthy of staying in the White House. And it's and it just you just have to come up with something, please. All right? We cannot be the ones coming up with the ideas on the internet, throwing them into the wall and hoping that it sticks and hoping hoping it gets somebody's attention. Schumer, Pelosi, Biden, come up with some ideas. It's just progressively getting worse. It's not the progressives that we want. It's progressively getting worse. It's not what we wanted. Uh, But yeah. I have friends that are planning on moving. I have other friends that are saving up money in case it gets worse. This is some dire times. This country has been progressing backwards for quite some time. And it definitely leaped back like a hundred years with the Roe v. Wade going down. It doesn't have to be this way. There are solutions. It's just that the people that we've tasked to come up with them have not been creative enough to do it or have not cared enough to do it. And those that truly want to do something and truly have the ideas just don't have enough power to make that push. It sucks. It's going to be a bloodbath in November. One of two things is going to happen. One of two things. The voters are going to be so absolutely pissed that the Republicans are going to be absolutely mauled in November. They're going to get killed. Because up to this point, you know, the millennials and the Gen Zs at least were allowed to have their abortion. But no, that's gone now. So they might be furious enough to flood the polls and destroy the Republicans real badly. Or it's going to be an absolute bloodbath because all the voters are disillusioned and just don't want to participate anymore And the Democrats will get killed. There is no middle ground in which it's going to be a few here, a few there. No. There's going to be a giant wave. And Lord only knows which direction that wave's going. But what I do know is if that giant blue wave does happen, it will not be because of Pelosi. It will be because we had to take the task upon ourselves to give them a larger favor to truly give them the absolute power that cinema and mansion cannot control to actually make some changes. And then the march towards 2024 will truly start in which the time, you know, the clock will be ticking. But enough is enough. I'm tired of these, you know, these visuals. I'm tired of you posing in front of a camera and trying to make the news in that way. Make get some ideas going, please. Nancy, you're worth $70 million. I'm sure you can purchase a few good ideas from somebody. Can at least do that. People are in danger, guys. This is serious. We need to do better. Donate. 
don't forget to donate to you know Bortina to all these uh, abortion services. Donate everywhere because we're on our own, guys. While Nancy reads that poem, we're on our own. Because we're going to hell, there's been a lot of blame going around as to why we're going to hell. Who is responsible for us going to hell? Who can we possibly pin as the reason why all this is happening? Of course, uh, these justices, this didn't happen in the 2020 election, this happened in the 2016 election. That infamous one between good old Hillary and good old Donald Trump. And there are lots of corners of the internet and lots of corners within the Democratic Party that have decided to blame progressives for what happened in 2016. They've decided to blame uh, the Bernie Sanders fandom for what happened in 2016. Uh, I even saw a tweet that said, you know, Bernie had never tried to run for president in 2016. Hillary Clinton would have won. Roe v. Wade going down is going to forever be Bernie's legacy. One of the 20 worst tweets I have read in this year. And I'm going to lay this out nice and quickly. And I'm going to say this once and for all. Guys, 2016 was not the fault of Bernie Sanders. It was not the fault of the Bernie supporters. It was not the fault of the voters. 2016's absolute failure falls upon Hillary Clinton and that terrible, terrible campaign. She is the culprit. Her following, they are the culprits. I think it's time that I say this. <laughs> I think it's time to to just blurt this out. Hillary Clinton lost the most winnable election in the history of politics. Modern history of politics. She was handed a golden platter. Not only did she get to follow up eight years of this charismatic president known as Barack Obama, not only was she taking over an economy that was on the upswing with, you know, unemployment rate being at a decent level, and we had survived and almost completely overcome, you know, the Bush Jr. years. Gay marriage was legalized and should have been codified, but whatever. It was legalized nationwide. Bin Laden was killed during the Obama years. Hillary had been in politics since the 90s 
and she had been set up to be the next one to take over. Back in 2008, it was not her time, but they definitely set her up to be the one to take over the baton in 2016. Everything was set up for her. There were no roadblocks. There were no controversies within the party. This was her turn. This should have been so easy. This should have been a layup. All you had to do was show up and show your plan, show who you were, and show what you've done. That, it was as simple as that. And Hillary fumbled it completely. Fun fact, because now that we're supposedly blaming the Bernie voters. Fun fact, there were more people that switched from Hillary Clinton to John McCain in 2008 than there were people that went from Bernie Sanders to Donald Trump in 2016. There were more of those voters that switched parties in 08. So how can that possibly be the fault of the Bernie voters for what happened in 2016? Over 90% of Bernie voters in the primaries ended up voting for Hillary in the main election. So how is that his fault? Fun fact number two. Six million votes... That were that were placed for Obama both times were not placed for Hillary. They whether went to Trump or they didn't vote at all. Why is there no focus on that? Six million votes. And remember, Hillary already won the election by three million votes, you know, in the you know, if we're not counting the Electoral College. If we're counting the popular vote, she had three million up on Trump. Six million. That'd be a nine million vote lead. No way she loses an election like that. There's just no way. How can you blame Bernie? How how can you blame it's it's the this narrative has to stop. It is an outrageously st- stupid narrative. Pretending like that there was this giant coalition of people that went to Trump, went to third parties, or didn't show up at all. It it does not exist. Because guess what? There were more voters in 2016 when compared to 2012. So how is it that, oh, these people just didn't show up? Yeah, we showed up. But the problem is Hillary Clinton played a terrible game. Her and the cronies thought that they could win the game by just simply having more hits without realizing that they have to score more runs. That is the issue at hand. If this were a baseball game, Donald Trump beat Hillary five runs to three runs, even though Hillary Clinton had like eight more hits. The fact of the matter is, is Hillary did not focus on the states she needed to focus on. She did not place her focus on states that had been struggling and had been seeking changes. She never went to Wisconsin. She somehow just completely avoided the Midwest. And she lost several states that Barack Obama had claimed with no issue. She ran a bad campaign. 
She spent too much time focused on Trump and didn't spend enough time coming up with ideas and showing how she can continue transforming U.S. politics. Because even if Obama had his eight years, there were still a lot of problems that needed to be fixed. There were still a couple wars going on, but there was just nothing that showed that she was ready. There was nothing that showed that she was the top pick. And yes, on the other side, you definitely had a white supremacist spewing all types of nonsense. But at the end of the day, what happened was there was a lot of people that were disillusioned and they just didn't show up. They they were just they didn't show up for her. 6 million I voted for Obama twice people did not vote for Hillary. Bernie Sanders' numbers among his voting crowd could never, could never match up to that. So we gotta stop this blame game. We have to stop blaming progressives. Bernie Sanders ran a perfectly fine campaign in 2016. And even if he fell short, it was transformational. It was revolutionary. It brought to the mainstream a lot of ideas that had been considered absolutely wild in the United States because the United States doesn't progress as fast as it could. But Bernie ran an awesome campaign. You know who he was. Even if you didn't agree with him, you kind of knew what he was about. And he was willing to go to the belly of the beast and Fox News and all these other sources in order to get his message across. Hillary didn't do that. Hillary did not do that. She tried winning on name. She tried winning because on her name alone because her name's been attached to the Democratic Party since the early 90s. And she thought she could coast through that. And there's even uh, there was even reports on Politico that stated that she wanted Trump as her opponent because she was so sure that she could beat that guy because she should have beaten that guy. Blaming Bernie voters is disgusting, it's inaccurate, and it shows how out of touch you guys have become. Simple as that. Those three justices that were confirmed under under the Trump years, it is what it is. It happened because the Democratic representative did not run a good campaign. It happened because the United States of America remains a very racist nation. And Hillary should have been prepared for that. And she was not. She should have been ready to know that Obama just unleashed this anger and unleashed this rage that came around the country. And she should have known that those people were ready to show up and were ready to to take on anything that was coming across the Democratic board on the next election. She should have known that. She should have known that her being a woman, there was going to be backlash against her over everything because she was going to be the first female president. And there's still a great population of people that does not believe that females should be president. It's a sad reality. But at the end of the day, even after all the misogyny, the racism, the anger, the white supremacy that had been waiting for a candidate to that talked like them to show up, which it did under Donald. Even after all that, Hillary still ran a terrible campaign.
I'm sorry. She ran a terrible campaign. She was clearly the better leader. She was clearly the better person for the job, but she still ran a bad campaign and could not convince those independent voters that usually are not as politically active that she was the one. Trump survived on all this media attention that he was getting. It survived on all the rumors and theories. It survived on the memes and all the images of what America should be. There's a grand population of people that believes that America should be strong, male, tall, white, popular, rich. And that's what Trump was. He was rich, popular, and he's a tall guy, so I guess. But there's a lot of people that saw Trump as a rock star. It was all his years on reality TV. All, you know, all the branding that he does. They saw him as a hero. They saw him as, as a rock star. He would go to these small towns across the country and would be the greatest thing that showed up in their small little miserable town. And that galvanized people. And Hillary should have been ready for that. Hillary should have seen this. But she did not put the work. She didn't see what was going on. And she lost. She lost that election. Blaming Bernie, blaming the voters, is unacceptable. You know who campaigned for you across the country? Bernie Sanders, after he finally gave up on the primaries. So look, we're all angry at Roe Roe versus Wade going down. We're all mad that the justice system is very, very stacked in favor of of these ridiculous Republicans. We're very upset. But as I've always said, you have to know who to blame properly or otherwise you're never going to find the solution. And the progressive wing is not at fault. The voters are not at fault. They showed up. Bernie's fandom showed up. But your goal isn't to just get Bernie's fans. It's to get the vast majority of the country and a vast majority of places to get to vote for you. To get them to vote for you. And you did not do that. You thought you could coast because the other candidate was an idiot. You thought you could coast because your name has been always up there in the political atmosphere. You thought you thought you could just, you know, just ease your way through. It did not happen. And yeah, of course, there's always the the emails towards the end that kind of definitely tilted the campaign a little bit towards Trump tilted the numbers but all of this could have been avoided if you just ran a good you know if you ran a good strategy you got who you wanted you got the opponent you wanted you wanted to avoid Marco Rubio when he used to actually be a threat and used to actually be considered as a Republican candidate for the presidency that is hilarious man that was that was some wacky times You wanted to avoid Jeb Bush. You wanted to avoid Marco Rubio. You wanted Donald Trump. And you got him. And you should have known how to beat him. And you didn't do it. And to this day, I will argue this to the end of time. 
Bernie Sanders in 2016 and in 2020 would have eviscerated Trump. It would not have even been close. He would have destroyed him. I firmly believe that. It's hard to present evidence to support this, right? Because the showdown never happened. But in the polls and in the manner of where Bernie gets his support and his following, he would have easily been able to crush Trump. And like I said, Hillary looks a lot worse against Trump when compared to if you were to compare her against other Republican candidates, if like a Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio would have ended up with the nomination, it technically would have actually been easier for her. It just makes her look a lot worse when you compare her to Trump because of the fact that they had been friends, because of the fact that they're they're a lot they're linked a lot more than she would have ever wanted to. There's a lot of links between the two, whether it be people, circumstances, where they're from, how often they run into each other, and how often their social circles collided. Yeah, they, they've, been, they've known each other for a while. So that definitely did not help. So in hindsight, that was also a bad strategy, trying to secretly prop up Trump to be the person to get the nomination in the, you know, in the Republican primaries because you were so sure that you could beat that guy. It's it's like the rock, paper, scissors kind of thing, right? Like Hillary Clinton as rock, who could defeat scissors easily, which would be like Rubio, but would struggle against paper, which is Donald Trump. Mm. But yeah, these are some wild times. If the Democratic Party continues blaming the progressives and c- continues claiming that these are the people that are getting in the way of them main- keeping the Republicans away from more power, they are just sorely mistaken. If you think that's it, no. The progressives have created most of the agenda that exists today within the Democratic Party that what they're trying to get past they created most of that. They have they have the pulse of what of what this country wants and absolutely needs. These are the people you should be looking after. These are the people you should be propping up. These are the ones that you should be trying to support. But no. Biden ended up with the primaries and survived a brutal brutal election. But I promise you If Bernie had gotten that primary in 2020, it wouldn't have even been close. But I'm losing my train of thought here because we should be focused on 2016. As I've said, everything that's going on now is not really the result of Biden winning. It's the result of Trump having won and having a goldmine of justices. And while we're on this blame game... Technically, RBJ should have retired when Obama was president. Technically, Obama should have codified Roe v. Wade. Technically, Obama should have battled tooth and nail to make sure that he could confirm somebody before his time was up. And none of these things happened. Because there was just this general assumption that because those eight years under Obama was such a good turnaround from, you know, the eight years of Bush, that they could coast through kind of easily. They underestimated that within their own party, there was going to be a new voice that was going to challenge the ideals of their own party. 
in a Bernie Sanders. And they completely underestimated just how angry white Americans were that Obama existed for eight years in the main house. They underestimated the opponent. They underestimated the circumstances of what the country was facing. They completely underestimated just how angry the majority of Americans were at the time, even if things were getting better, even if there were revolutionary things going on. Everything was underestimated. And it led to a terrible campaign in 2016 from Hillary and from her supporters and from the party itself. So I don't want to hear that narrative ever again because I will stomp on it and I will remind them of the millions of people that voted for Obama twice not showing up. I will remind them of the 90 plus percent of Bernie voters going to Hillary. I will remind them that Hillary, Hillary, ugh, I can't talk, I'm just mad, that Hillary did not campaign in Wisconsin. And I will remind them, last of all, that the biggest block, the biggest voting block in the United States is not the Democratic Party, it's not the Republican Party, it's the independent voter. You win them, you win it all. But if you ignore them, or if you are not aware of what the independent voting block is desiring and what they're going through, then you will lose. And that's precisely what happened in 2016. Do not blame Bernie. Not his fault. I will not accept that. Never will accept that. I know. I gotta end this with the obligate. You know, I gotta end this with the cliched. Well, gotta register to vote in November. Vote in November. But we're going completely backwards. And the only way to stop this bleeding is by preventing Republicans from gaining more power. We have to prevent them from getting any type of majority in the last two years of the frustrating Biden administration. We have to make sure that our advantage in the Senate and the House still exists. Our small, slim, slim advantage. The Senate, we need at least a couple more Dems for any type of redemption shot for what's been happening the past couple years under Biden. And it sucks. It's annoying. Because we showed up in the middle of a pandemic and voted for Biden when we really did not want him. We broke records and the end result is still losing Roe v. Wade. That has to sting. But as I've said, Bernie is not at fault. Because Bernie is the solution. The Bernie voters are aware of that. And it's time that the Democratic Party realizes that. I will vote blue in November because the other is a white supremacist cult that probably wants to bring us back to the slavery days. But the Democratic Party has to get its shit together. And it starts by ensuring that any anyone within their party in the White House that's trying to put any blame on progressives, progressives for what's going on, that has to get stomped down. 
Stop pretending like Susan Sarandon is responsible for Roe v. Wade going down, guys. Stop it. Susan Sarandon. Stop it.